millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One, two, three. Perfect, everyone. Okay. <laughs> no flo- no notes. Everyone's right and no one is sorry. That's the start and the end of the story. From the sharks and the jets to the call in the morning. My name is Benjamin Jacobs, your host for whatever feed you're listening to. This is an episode that is a celebratory one-off D&D game amongst friends. November, as many of you will know, is the time that I celebrate the anniversary of my show's starting. A podiversary, if you will. This year, I have invited a bunch of my colleagues and friends from the history podcasting world to help me celebrate with a historically-themed one-off D&D campaign. This is my first time DMing, and I've barely written my notes, so this is, let's just hope this goes well. To cover the basics, this is a modified 5e campaign in a real-world setting, namely in northern Italy in the year 927. As such, I've asked everyone to be historically accurate, or realistic anyway, in their character designs. This means that there's no obvious magic, though healing spells and things like that are fine, whatever. Also, all characters had to use one of the following names, Louis, Berengar, Lambert, or Hugh. Now, a little bit about our setting. Pavia is the capital of the Kingdom of Italy, and arguably, it is doing the best of any of the cities of this era. Emperor Berengar rules from there, and has been very generous with his wealth, so the city is full of people. Some are rich nobles, some are there to see the emperor on diplomatic missions, and some are part of his administration. He has also been hiring mercenaries recently. Further afield, Rome is ruled by the popes, who have a sort of on-again, off-again relationship with Berengar, uh, via maybe some behind-the-scenes... power brokers. The Eastern Frankish Empire is north of the Alps, but is having a dynastic dispute, while West Francia has fallen to pieces. The closest pieces are Provence, west of Pavia and over the Alps, and Burgundy, northwest of Pavia and over the Alps. Rome is to the south, Ravenna is to the east. Okay, so that's the background. Um, Should we start by saying who we are and who our characters are, and a little bit of introduction before we get to the start proper? Yeah. Should we imagine that we were in a tavern while just having this discussion? <laughs> <laughs> Only if it is a very classy tavern. I, I will give a description of the ta- Well, uh, I can give you a description of the tavern room, uh, if you'd like. Yes. <laughs> okay. The Emperor Inn. 
in uh, in Pavia in northern Italy. Uh, there's a fire on the side wall under a counter. On top of the counter are several large bowls of soup set into the counter. A chimney behind the counter pulls the smoke outside. A bar separates this kitchen area and has several other bowls set into it where wine is mixed with water and herbs. Uh, there is a scattering of uh, tables and stools uh, around the room. Uh, mostly red brick tiles on the floor and uh, draperies on the walls. Okay, so let's kick us off. Uh, Bree, you're in the top left corner in my screen, so you go first. <laughs> All right, well, I will be playing Berengar. Berengar is a wealthy... is from a wealthy and influential family. He's a noble in Pavia, uh, but he's the second son, so he has no personal responsibility of his own. And that is good for everybody, because Berengar's an idiot. He doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. He spends all of his time looking to see what he can do to prove himself as the strongest, toughest guy out there. So he's going to be a level three human fighter, and he's probably going to try to wrestle everybody. Uh, should we say what, sh what our shows are oh. uh, at this point? <laughs> Yes, I'm Bree from Pontifex, ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis. Josh, you're up next. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, my show is Grand Dukes of the West, a history of Valois Burgundy. I will be playing Hugh de Beaujau, um, Hugh uh, from Beaujau, basically. Uh, Hugh is also a second son. He was, um, you know, not raised with the expectation of becoming uh, a fighting man, uh, so he is a monk at the Abbey of Cluny. And conveniently enough, he's also a D&D &D monk. So um, he was never really taught to use any swords or sticks or clubs or hammers or whatnot. Um, but, you know, he just kind of punches things, and it, it tends to go pretty well for him. <laughs> um, he uh, hasn't settled super well into the monkly life, uh, the Cluniac monkly life, I will say. Um, he's pretty good in the D and D monthly life, um, but uh, so he's uh, currently being sent uh, from Cluny to Pavia as a part of a diplomatic mission uh, to the Kingdom of Italy. However, as a very minor player, so he he's been uh, seeking out adventure wherever he can, which is you know hard to come by for a Cluniac monk. <laughs> Uh, I'm next. Um, I'm just I'm the DM, obviously, and I'm going to say that I am uh, Benjamin Jacobs. And I'm the host of Wittenberg to Westphalia, The Wars of the Reformation. And it's important for me to say that because I haven't said that yet in this episode of my own show. So, David, you're next. Uh, yes, my name is David Montgomery. I'm the host of the Siecla, a podcast covering France's overlooked century in between Napoleon and World War I. Uh, and I am playing Louis the Loaded, uh, uh, as some people call him. Uh, Louis is uh, uh, Father Louis, as perhaps he's more technically called is an officially a uh, ordained priest in the Catholic Church. Uh, uh, he is the son of, well, you all know who he's the son of, but uh, I can't say because Louis has taken a vow of, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, modesty, yes. Louis has taken a vow of <laughs> modesty. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a concept he's still grappling with a little bit. But, uh, uh, well, you know. Uh, Louis Louis has devoted himself to the uh, the service of God and the Church, uh, 
and you know if he has to uh grease a few palms along the way to serve the greater glory of god and himself well uh that's just how things get done in the world uh louis is a uh, level three bard uh but uh practically is a uh ordained cleric roberto hello my name is roberto and i am the one of the hosts of czar power where we rank all of the Russian rulers from Rurik to Putin. And I am also the host of the History of Sacramento, Georgia, where we talk about the Black Sea Nation of Georgia. And I'm also the host of... Add more stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> Too many podcasts. <laughs> exactly. There's three. Um, the, the third one's not out, so it doesn't count. Um, and today, I will be playing Ludovic, a Varangian Rus... Um, barbarian, level three barbarian, who's a very human, and he, of course, came was hired to work out here doing stuff. He won't, <laughs> he, he doesn't understand what he was contracted to do because his he speaks Latin. It's not great. <laughs> he speaks Greek and and like Slavic though pretty well. <laughs> um, so. Barbarian means, tongues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll get through this with some inkling of the if the if my warham if my great axe goes in there, it works. Cool. Mm-hmm. Fry? Ah uh, yes. Okay. Um I help re host Pontifex. There's some popes, they get raided or something. Um <laughs> I am playing Lambert Scrittore, who is um, the bastard half-brother of Berengar. Yeah. And is very, like, compared to Berengar, is very slight and sickly, but mostly follows Berengar around to make sure Berengar doesn't die, and also... (laughs) make sure that all of Berengar's feats are written down for future generations to read. That's what family's for. I am a level three rogue. That's what bastard family's for. (laughs) They're not going to inherit anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, everyone's uh, finished your, your gruel and your wine and headed on up to sleep. Uh, at the inn. Are we in Pavia? You're in Pavia, yes. Okay. So I'm just too drunk um, to go home. I mean, there, there are yeah, com- don't we live there? <laughs> there are complaints yeah. about the quality of the uh, uh, sleeping establishment in the inn. Uh, my father will hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lambert and Berengar, this is where you live. So you have your own room at the inn. Um, and uh, the rest of you are sort of in the common area. Uh with the the other travelers and ne'er do wells and um, uh, Ludovic, you probably could have gotten your own room, but you don't understand enough to have asked for it. This is just how you assume everyone sleeps in in Italy at this point. I mean, I'm used to it back home, so yeah. So um, Lambert and Berengar, uh, you've got your room. You've uh, decorated it a bit. Uh, is there a an item in this room that is particularly meaningful to you uh that uh is uh particularly decoratively important or anything like that 
I feel like Lambert would have done most of the decorating because Berengar just doesn't give things that much thought. <laughs> However, he does have a, a piece of jewelry with his family crest on it. He only wears it when he needs people to know that he's like super important. So for most of the time, it just kind of hangs off his bedside, like off the headboard a little bit. This big, gaudy family crest that looks small on his massive chest, but would otherwise be like mm-hmm. the size of a person's hand. Okay. Lambert, would there, would there be anything that you'd particularly care about in this room? Um, so there are a couple of uh, books. Uh, one that, that Lambert is scribing in himself, writing things down. But mm-hmm. as for decorations... Anything Lambert puts up is at risk of being destroyed by Berengar. Okay, so I need you two to do a, a perception check for me. Perception. Oh, I'm so good at perception. I got a 10. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I got an 8. Apparently Ooh. I'm not paying attention. All right. I'm thinking about something to write down. Okay. So, that's fine. Um... All right, so it's it's nighttime. You're you're all sleeping in your your separate places, um, and none of you notice anything because um, we're we're talking about. Well, we'll see who who we're talking about in a second. Lambert and Berengar, you wake up to a uh, giant mountain of a man standing over the bed, hauling up uh, Berengar by the night clothes, and screaming, Where's the money, Berengar? <laughs> what? what uh, I, uh, everything can be sorted out. Just just hang on a minute. You know you know who my dad is. What money? What do I owe you for? Your, your dad's dead. That's why you're the emperor, Berengar. But you owe the, the, you owe the bishop money, and this is what happens when you owe people money and you don't pay them back. And he smashes the jewelry. <gasps> oh no. I'm the emperor? <laughs> How did that happen? I, I, I think you have him confused for somebody else. No, 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 no. Hey, hang on. No I, way. I'm... I'm a professional. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was told to go to Pavia and get the money from Berengar. Yeah, I mean, um, I could be the emperor. I know. No, Berengar, you cannot be the Emperor. Are you we're, sure? We're at the Emperor Inn. He must be the Emperor. He's the only guy named Berengar here. Yeah, you know, there was that other Emperor, Berengar, but he was he was a real cool dude for a while, but then he got kind of lame. So, like, I think I would do a better job. You might, but you know, your brother would end up being the Emperor first. So is he dead? Yeah, what's 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 going on with with Pandolf? So one of the uh, one of the other thugs who is also in the room says, "Hey, hey, hey Bill, hey Bill, uh, if th- this this Berengar guy, he's supposed to be the emperor and very rich, right? Well, I why am, would he be staying? I'm both of those things. Why would he be staying at a rundown inn like this? Oh, uh, well, you know what, Bishop Lambrecht." I'm I'm sorry for your time. And then the three of them leave. Well, hang on a second. You just smashed my jewelry, bro. I'm the emperor. You're going to pay to fix that or I'm going to chop your head off. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, so it's next morning. 
<laughs> and we are back downstairs in the uh, in the in the tavern room, uh, discussing the evening's events. And you uh, you five have become uh, friendly as you've been staying at the tavern. So you're all discussing amongst yourselves. And then they smashed my necklace, bro. I'm the emperor. They cannot treat me this way. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, you're not the emperor. I assure you. But second, was it a nice necklace? Yeah, it had my family crest and everything. Like, like really nice. Really nice. They can't do that. I know. Th- that's just like that's just not done. <laughs> so rude. You should just be a nihilist and not care about anything. <laughs> what? What? You should just be a nihilist and not care about anything. Whose friend is he again? Lambert, he's saying big words again. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you talk to the innkeeper yet about the door lock? I mean, I did, but then he asked me if I wanted to wrestle, and we got a little distracted. You keep, you keep saying that, but I've never actually heard anyone offer to wrestle you. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I invited him to wrestle. <laughs> can you can you try and get that that done later before bed? Yeah, okay. Can you try not to wrestle this time? Okay, okay, Lambert, I will. Okay, but let, let's sometimes focus on the important you thing have to here. use your head biceps and not your arm biceps. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but Varigar yeah. uh, just uh, rubbed his uh, forehead uh, very suggestively. Uh, okay, but let's let's focus on the important thing here. There's money that the emperor owes to the bishop. Yeah, and if there's money, I'm personally involved. So, uh, my father would watch. Well. What my father wants is not part of the question here. What we want is to find out what's going on here, right? Duh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want to go into my new imperial house. It sounds really cool. Okay, you're going to need to stop that, uh, Berengar. (laughs) Uh, You're you're Berengar, but not that Berengar. Wait, you're not that now? That makes sense. But yeah, if there's money involved, we should see what's going on. Maybe they'll we could take the money for my new necklace. I mean, if if you want, if you need a new necklace, we can make that happen. And my father's more important than your father. We can. <laughs> I mean, or he would be if I had a father. I get. I'm sorry. I'm still new to this. Uh, Modesty thing. I, I I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Did your dad die? No. No. Very much alive. Very important. Or he would be if I had a dad. But your your father is alive. What are you talking about? I'm not allowed to say. I'm confused. Did I hit the wine too hard again? Yes. Yes, you did. It's okay. We've all been there. We've all had fathers disappointed in us. Oh, you my know, father loves something me. Something that we can all accept. <laughs> yeah, so I, right, I, guys? My father loves right? me. <laughs> I'm amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's wow. just you. Well, then. <laughs> I have a great relationship with Papa. 
he told me go make your fortune. He said give me a bolt. So maybe did anybody else like see these dudes when they broke in? Because maybe we should talk to some people or something. What if I That's hold them up? That's a good way of you... using your head biceps. I know. I'm, I'm flexing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm afraid that I had uh, uh, thoroughly stopped up my ears to avoid hearing the snores of certain people in the common room last night. <laughs> yes, too. Why you snore? <laughs> it's something that uh, I got into during uh, at my time at the monastery. There's a lot of sawdust uh, coming down from the ceilings. You really get stuffed up. Oh, I thought you were implying that he snores on purpose just to mess with the other <laughs> monks. <laughs> attention, everyone. Uh, come pay attention to me. Did anyone notice uh, was a big fellow sneaking in last night about, oh, uh, middle of the night? Uh, you know, I still haven't gotten the hang of the uh, monkish calendar. It's the devil's hour. Yeah. I, I think there's a more precise term than that, but uh, did anyone notice anyone sneaking in about the devil's hour? <gasps> the devil was here. <laughs> the uh, the barman goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw him. They walked right past me, went upstairs. Dude, they broke into my room. Oh, yeah, they do that. If you want some, if you want, uh, if you have any issues with the law and order in this town, I suggest you go see the emperor. Wait, they're guards? It's Berengar, that Berengar. You know, if if he's still around and he's not even, like, keeping us safe, what is he good for? We should go talk to him. That is a question many people ask. But his palace is right up the road. How far up the road? About three blocks. <laughs> it's, it's not a very large city. Clearly not. No. We're in the rundown outskirt tavern. And he's in the palace three blocks away. <laughs> my, my, my father's city is much larger, or would be if my father had a city. Can you ta stop talking about your imaginary father? Look, I know everybody no. processes their grief differently. But, like, <laughs> sharing all these memories just makes everybody uncomfortable. Berengar, I think you're just naturally uncomfortable. You should work on that. Well. I don't think Berengar works. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, there are those who fight and those who pray and those who work. And Berengar's not. <laughs> I'm one of those who pray because I do not work and I do not fight. I wrestle. I could have been one of those who fight. So should we go and talk to the emperor then? Like, let, of let's do that. Yeah. I think this is the idea here. We should we should go tell him that he's not doing a good job. And he owes Let's, some well, no, don't tell why, him that. Why don't you, why, Berengar, why don't you let me do the talking? Look. Now and in general. I, I'm from high society too, you know. Mm, sure. Bye. You can do the talking. I think we, we had our way uh, three blocks away to the palace. All right. So I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Okay, so Pavia is a bustling city that's easily the most prosperous in northern Italy at this time, as I already said. Uh, all the wealthy nobles of the Po Valley live here, as it's the seat of the northern Italian Empire. The streets are bustling and the markets are full. The countryside around Pavia has been repeatedly raided by the Magyars, and so the city is also full to bursting with refugees. This makes it extremely difficult to find lodgings, but adds a certain desperate energy to the street life as the peasants set up shop with small carts and attempt to sell their remaining possessions for food. 
you walk up a road that's probably not been paved in 50 since about 50 years ago. The stones are mostly in good shape, but the central gutter is a bit clogged and unkempt. You reach the end of the street and it opens upon a cleared space in front of a wall with a gate. There are pennants on the wall, though there are flagpoles for more pennants than are actually up. There's a gate with six Magyar guards around it. They have spears and bows. They are hassling anyone who walks by, a situation exacerbated by their poor grasp of vulgar Latin. Uh, occasionally, a shout from inside the door stops them. Louis uh, leads the way and uh, like like flicks a coin that like sort of flicker glimmers in the air as he walks uh, up to the guards and just like keeps walking past them without like bothering to engage them in conversation. They begin fighting over the coin. <laughs> I'm just yeah. imagining, like, as soon as it lands on the ground, like, all of them just, like, dive bomb for it. Like <laughs> children on a pinata. Um, yeah. Berengar is... cartoony dust clouds <laughs> with uh, arms and legs sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> Berengar's gonna grab Lambert's arm because, you know, he's noble. He can go wherever he wants. We'd be like, come on, Lambert. Let's go. Follow him. Lambert's, like, picked up a little bit and on his tiptoes. <laughs> Berengar doesn't notice. Yeah. And, I, and Louis just leads us all the way, like, straight into the uh, Great Hall. Okay. We're just going to skip past the other three rows uh -huh. of guards, just for time's sake. So. Okay, cool. Um, We're nobles! I'm very important. <laughs> and more importantly, very rich. You're shown into a reception hall, about 50 feet long and 20 feet wide. At the midway point on both long walls are large fireplaces with large roaring fires. The walls are frescoed with repeating patterns showing the royal imagery of the now long-gone Lombard royal family in bright colors, yellow and black, with double-headed eagles. There are two large arched doors in the back of the room and small slit windows at the top of the wall, so the room is lit, but it isn't really well lit, though the fires help. The fires also make a ra it rather warm, as it is a spring day in Italy. In the middle of the room is a wooden chair on a raised platform and no one sitting in it. Around it is a group of men and women discussing various things. There are also two medium-sized wooden tables and some small chairs nearby, but you notice there are absolutely no other furnishings in the room. There are no tapestries, no coverings on the windows, no couches, uh, and no rugs. In the middle of the room is a five-foot-nine man wearing a simple diadem that looks to be made of iron. He is carrying a long sword and has a purple tabard tied at his shoulders. Under the purple tabard, however, he is wearing clothes made of brown or undyed cloth. Though his stockings are green and his shoes are also purple. There is a mixture of guards around various doors. Cousin! Berengar! That Berengar! Yeah? What? No, no, no. not, no, no, not no. that Berengar. So, uh, Berengar, the, that Berengar, the emperor, looks over. Um, is, uh, are you actually his cousin? We're all sort of cousins. So he looks over and goes, uh... And it looks a little confused, but then just goes, Cousin! Yes! Hello! <laughs> Welcome to my palace! Uh, may, may, may God bless you. Uh, uh, yes, uh, I am Louis, son of... I'm not allowed to say. Uh, but yes, uh, and these are my acquaintances, Berengar and Miscellaneous. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you, Louis, son of... Yeah, that guy, and uh, and all of the rest of you. Um, well, welcome to my fine city. Um, what what can I do for you this this fine spring? Can day? we speak 
more quietly. Ah, yes, yes. Let us um, let us go to this side chamber. You go to a side chamber. I have to duck to get through the door and like go in sideways because <laughs> my shoulders are just so broad. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ludovica so, stands at like seven foot two. <laughs> my, and I should say. I should say that the uh, Chamberlain of the Emperor comes with you. I was thinking that we could perhaps be of assistance to you, cousin, uh, your majesty. Uh, the Last night there were some gentlemen uh, through a mistaken identity. Well, they confronted Berengar over here, not, not you, other Berengar. Yeah, uh, they thought I was you, man. And they asked Berengar for money for the bishop. Uh, they broke uh, and, you know, where there's money involved, I'm also involved. And we thought we might be able to give you uh, assistance. What kind of assistance? Well, uh, uh, tall boy over here is obviously very strong. Uh... And uh, uh, that monk over there looks like he has maybe not followed his vow of peace uh, with 100% diligence. Uh, and, you know, not that Berengar over there is, uh, well, not that Berengar, but, uh, I think I well, am, though. And my ability to speak for myself, so, and then there's that other person over there, uh, but... Uh, uh, surely you can see that uh, we have talents that can maybe resolve any sticky situations you're in. <laughs> There's much flexing happening in, on the video screen. Well, well, my friends, uh, yes, we do have something of a stickier situation than even I think you realize. Uh, I, I've been putting on a brave face, but we've suffered a misfortune. No, a calamity. You? A calamity? What's a calamity? I know. Yeah. What's a calamity? It's, well, let me tell you. <laughs> Five years ago, it was my misfortune to discover that my dear wife, uh, Bertilla, was committing the sin of adultery. I am, you know, a forgiving man, but it became public, so it was my duty to throw her in prison and convene a trial. Alas, while awaiting that trial, God suffered her to pass away from entirely natural causes in prison. As, as he, he is wont to do. I was, as you can appreciate, overcome by this double tragedy. I shed many bitter tears, and my soul threatened to fall away from my duties as king. But lo, the Lord did see fit in my hour of extremity to send Anna to me. Nice. She was a young woman when we met, the daughter of one of my nobles who was in court upon some small matter, but it was as if she sent off a glow of light in my darkness. They stayed several days, and by the end of that time, I was deeply in love with her and she with me. Such a simple creature, so pious and loyal. Her father was surprised, but was easily persuaded to agree to the match, and so we wed, nigh on five years this past month. Alas, I fear my love has been her doom. I have enemies, my friends, notably one Bishop Lord of Vercelli. We have something of a past. He tried to kidnap a nun at one point. My friends and I stopped. Oh, horrible. This was at a time after the death of the poor lamented Emperor Charles. He has ever nursed a grudge and now says that I owe him money in exchange for some paltry diplomatic services he says he performed on my behalf. 
Regardless of all that, whatever I have done, he should come face me like a man. But he is a cleric, you see. They are as if only half a man. You all understand. Yeah. No. And s- of course. And so, and so it is he has taken our feud out on my beloved Anna. Two weeks ago now, she set out for Rome, a short pilgrimage to play with the, pray with the Holy Father to bless our household with fruitfulness. But I must assume she was waylaid during her passage. I received a note from the bishop. He claimed to have her in his power and offered to return her in exchange for the money he is owed. I once swore I would never pay that man a cent of what is mine, but he included in his letter a bracelet I had given Anna for her birthday. What am I to do? I must pay. But how to keep my oath? I am a man of honor. You must understand. As I am a man of God. It was Hugh, my chamberlain here, who suggested the solution. I have in my cathedral several holy relics of some note. The thigh bone of St. Sabina, the earlobe of St. Anna, St. Nino's letter of honor. Worthy and important (laughs) relics. As a man of the cloth, Leotward must accept the transfer of these relics to his custody as an act of great significance. As the money-grubbing Prince of Uccelli, he will appreciate the new pilgrimages this will bring to the countryside. I tell you all this for a reason, my friends. This mission requires delicacy. My lords are already restless after the recent unpleasantness with the Magyars. If they found out about my precious wife being successfully held to ransom, it could encourage all the wrong kinds of behavior. So I require the discretion of warriors of honor, like yourselves. Uh, Do you want this head? Furthermore, I require those with a clerical touch to ensure the sanctity of the transfer process. If you could all find the grace within yourselves to do the service to the Empire, I will be most pleased, and I will give you each in fief the rent from three bridges, each for life, as well as the custom dues from one city gate for a term of 12 years. 15, and I'm in. Now, I realize this might not be the best time, but I do have to tell you that Abbot Robert is expecting his regular tithes. You know. Of course, yes. Yes. T- tithes, absolutely. Uh, he looks at the Chamberlain. Uh, another gate? Yeah? Yeah, another gate. Sure. For the abbot. For the tithes. Uh, you, you, you spoke of discretion, uh, cousin. Uh, I assure you, among us are some people who are very discreet. Are you going to explain that word, too? No. no. Just nod and smile. Excellent. Well... My Chamberlain Hugh here will uh, will see uh, see you on your way. I, I sure assume you all uh, will do your best in this service. Wait, I have a question before you go, man. Like, okay, if something happens to you and you want like an Emperor Berengar, I just want to let you know, like, I'm right here. Okay, I also have a son, but thank oh. you. But it's the Berengar, though. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, look at us. We're one in the same, you know. They clearly... Berengar, you're not Berengar's son, are you? Well, I don't think so. But they thought I was him, so I'm just saying. It'd be good, like... Fortunately, well, the the current succession plan in the Empire is not the most enlightened. It is at least more enlightened than passing to the next person with the same name. Oh, I think my way's better, but all right, if you say so. Well, thank you, friends, for your undertaking this noble mission. I must go see to affairs of state. Affairs? Isn't that what your wife had? <laughs> Don't say that. Oh. <laughs> you you must forgive uh, the barbarian here. Uh, he does not actually understand vulgar Latin. 
Uh, Especially the vulgar kind, am I right? Well, that's the only kind he understands, uh, to be honest. Uh, he, he, he simply knows some words uh, and does not understand what they mean. Isn't that right? Please, yes. <laughs> so the Chamberlain Hugh takes you to the stables and brings out uh, a pony with some chests strapped to its back and says... This is a most special creature. Though none of you can ride him, Bill here was blessed by Our Lady of Thrust and Acceleration. As long as you walk by him, the miles between cities seem to fly by in an instant, at least so long as you don't pass anything important to the plot. <laughs> this chest contains the holy relics of St. Nino and St. Sabina. Take care that they reach the bishop, but beware. He may seem kindly when you first meet him, but he's also a prince. He is vicious if he cannot get what he wants. Give him these gifts and of all... Of all things, return with Anna. She isn't innocent. Her life is in your hands, friends. Okay. Um, of course, Berengar, that Berengar. What? Sorry, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is Hugh. Ludovic, as soon as he sees the pony, he's going to go straight to pet it. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> can I roll animal handling? <laughs> for, for skill? Okay, yeah. sure. To pet a horse? Yes. That's a Valentine 19. Valentine fingers. <laughs> Okay, what are you trying to do I'm with this horse? Tell the horse that they're a good boy and just pet it, give it lots of love. The horse really appreciates it, but you really can't tell the difference. <laughs> I don't care. You're <laughs> 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 happy to see to pet the horse. Horses are better than people. The horse finally a connection. <laughs> the horse flicks his tail slightly. There we go. All right. So are we are we off to yeah. Vercelli? You know, Off at the speed yes. of plot. You know that that Berengar guy. He was kind of nice. I think I think I'm on his side again. You two have a lot in common. Yeah, I know. Not as much right. as you think, but a lot. We should wrestle him, man. I would Don't win. Don't convince him to do that. Don't. I would win. Don't Maybe when when we get back, I'll wrestle. I'll invite him to wrestle. He might he might be too chicken though. Don't do it. You can. You should write him a letter about wrestling, and if he doesn't show up, just so be it. Well, you gotta write the letter for me. How many times we gotta go over this? You're right. You're right. I'll let you dictate the letter to me. Okay, we'll do that on what the does road. Dictate mean. So, are we? Yeah. Are we out on yep. the road? Yep. We. Okay. So you're, uh, you're out on the road. The miles fly by, but suddenly you approach a line of trees. Uh, and a farmhouse by the side of the road. As you approach the trees, 20 horsemen in mail with kite shields and spears burst out of the trees and form up to either side of the road. You can see bowmen standing up in view of the trees close to you. A small woman with a very large sensor leaves the farmhouse and slowly walks up to you. As she approaches, you can see she is dressed as a nun. In fact, as an abbess. Greetings, mother! I, I start to stride forward confidently. Yes, hello. Uh, I assume you are the party that set out from Pavia with my relics. I am Father Louis. Uh, uh, may the Esquire. Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost bless you, uh, Mother. Thank you, thank you. Uh, same to you, I'm sure. So, open the chests. No. Leave I'm afraid alone. we have sworn a, sworn a sacred oath to uh, not open those chests until they are delivered to their destination. Mm. Oh, Baragar, Baragar, flash your titties. Yeah, yeah, just like a... I got the chest right here! <laughs> well, that is a very nice chest, so I will tell you a story. Cool. 
<laughs> I'm sorry to waylate you on what I'm sure you think is a most important quest, but these relics are not yours. They are mine. Or rather, they are the property of my order. The Sisters of Healing. We are nuns, and we care for orphans, widows, and an assortment of small baby Aww. animals. The order was... The order was set up by my mother and her spiritual advisor 20 years ago, and endowed with a substantial fortune, as well as a number of important relics. These. My mother was a meek and trusting soul, may the Lord bless her memory, and allowed my father to hold trusteeship over this endowment, as well as her own substantial fortune. As with everything else about their relationship, this trust was misplaced. After her tragic poisoning in prison, the endowment has mysteriously vanished, and now my agents tell me that the very relics of the order are being sent to pay for a minor debt to the Bishop of Vercelli. Well, Emperor or not, my father has no right to dispose of these relics. So I say, open the chest. I wish to confirm that they are indeed the relics of St. Sabina and St. Nino. No. Guys! We, we have sworn a holy oath uh, to deliver these relics to our sworn destination. Uh, but... I'm sure my father would be happy to uh, offer an endowment uh, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, pay someone to say some prayers for the uh, emperor's soul for uh, the next 40 years. I don't give, I don't care at all about what happens to the emperor's soul. <gasps> Me and these 20 heavily armed horsemen say that you need to open the chests. I mean, guys, shouldn't we listen to her? She's like a nun. She cares for like babies and small animals. She seems like a good person. Yeah, I have to say that. I think she has a point there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my bill. <laughs> Your bill. Yeah. I, mean, I, she... I keep petting Bill. No, this is my horse. We're supposed to <laughs> deliver the relics to where they're supposed to go, and she, she wants to hurt. open the horse. Just. Just the chests on the horse. The horse will be fine. My order has nothing but the highest respect for small furry animals. Bill isn't small. He has a big heart. So shouldn't we just give her the relics? Are we really going to side with the earthly emperor sending these holy relics to an earthly bishop? I don't know. It seems pretty uh, blasphemous to me. I think uh, we we should open up these chests. What is blasphemy? Bishops do outrank abbesses, I believe. Okay, but look at this him. one seems pretty sketch to me. Yeah. Uh, who are we to say what is sketch? To say what is sketch yeah. is a decision of the Lord above. I only owe my loyalty to my abbot and then the Pope, so... Okay, Lambert, what do you uh, think? Because, like, you know stuff. Uh, you know, I think I think we can probably open them up. We don't have to give them to her. She just wanted to see them. You look with your eyes and not with your hands. Uh, certainly, I, I, I agree. I'm persuaded by a friend's words that perhaps the wording of the sacred oath we swore is not as specific as I thought. We're happy to let you take a look and uh, see that these are not, in fact, the relics you think they are. Uh, and that you can reach out to my father, and I'm sure he can... Uh, uh, confirm uh, what a uh, holy person you were for recognizing the earth, not the relics that you're seeking. All right, let's see them. Uh, you, you there. Open them up. Okay. So the chests are opened. Ludovic um, will stand by them, holding his great axe on his side, just kind of <laughs> is watching. 
So the chests are opened, and the only thing in them is a single brooch depicting a white column with a gold crown above it. Well, this is unexpected. <laughs> Why are there two chests? Well, this is entirely expected. Well, okay, one of the chests is full of provisions, and the other one has nothing. Except the white pillar with so the gold crown. So we don't crown. have St. Nino's letter opener? Berengar! It seems you don't. Uh, if you wish to continue this quest, it is entirely up to you. However, myself and my men are going to go pursue other methods to get what is mine out of the Emperor. Good day. None of this ever happened. <laughs> what happened? Bill's okay. Nothing. Very good. Excellent job, Ludovic. Bill is okay. I'm happy. <laughs> yes, excellent. You're catching on very quickly. Onward, everyone. <laughs> well, I see no issue in delivering this to the bishop. Yes. There you go. I hope he'll be happy with it. All right. I'm confused. Yes, what else is new, Berengar? I mean, we just we just got accosted by some nuns. Were you not paying attention? Sorry, yes. Okay, you know, I, I caught that bit, yes. Okay. But aren't we supposed to have some stuff? This isn't the stuff we were supposed to send. An we apt observation. We were sworn to deliver some chests. Not that chest, Berengar. Oh. Uh, these chests. We're going to deliver these chests. And hopefully get out of the bishop's palace before the bishop opens them. Okay. And if not, you can wrestle the bishop. Huh. There won't be much sport in that. He's old. <laughs> I mean, I want to wrestle the bishop. I'm in. <laughs> so do you, do you continue on your way? Indeed. Mm -hmm. Let the plot progress. You continue to the gates of the city, uh, where you are. The guards at the, the gates point you towards the cathedral. Uh, in Outside the cathedral, you can hear singing. The cathedral is made of tan stone and has square towers with lots of small windows at the top. Inside is a lushly decorated cathedral with small arched windows high in the very tall walls and with a flat roof that is painted lively colors. Inside, a small crowd is hearing mass given by the bishop. The bishop is acting strangely. He seems to be absentmindedly mouthing along to the words of the mass and has a huge wistful smile on his face. That doesn't seem strange to me at all. As he absentmindedly conducts the Eucharist, he moves to hand the tray of wafers to a deacon who only sees this, this movement a bit too late, and the tray falls to the floor. This seems to snap the bishop to attention, who then beats the deacon for a full minute before resuming the Mass. After the Mass ends, he vaguely nods at people talk to him. Eventually, the crowd breaks up a little bit. There are priests and monks in the various chapels around the building, and small groups of parishioners of varying classes are talking. There are two guards near the bishop looking tough, but they have no visible weapons or armor. There are also a number of priests talking amongst themselves. The bishop is wearing bishop clothes with a crook on the end of a large staff. You can hear a slight clinking when he walks. Why is that bread unleavened? Stay quiet with that heresy, Ludovic. I know that word. You're in God's country now. Huh? <laughs> just just stay quiet. In general. But, but we, we, we leaven it in... Where I even from? Nope, nope. I do not do not bring your devil talk into uh, this holy place. So, do you approach yes. the bishop? Uh, Louis is in his element here. Uh, a temple of God filled with, led by insincere rich people, 
Louis is uh, 100% in his element. He was only slightly horrified. Hello, friends. Holy Father, so nice to meet you. My name is Louis, son of... Well, you know. Louis. Uh, yeah. uh, Father Louis. And these are my associates. Hello, very nice to meet you. This one's Berengar. He's sort of important. Yeah. He's the emperor. Yeah, I am. Can I, uh, no. like, roll a perception? Not that Berengar. <laughs> Can I roll a perception to see, like, how good at wrestling this bishop would be? Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> 17. Okay. Uh, he's, uh... A man um, a little older, but uh, well-built, uh, fairly fairly strong, um, has uh, a history of kidnapping people forcibly with his gangs of thugs. Um, Who doesn't? And, oh, man strength, I'm here you know. for it. He'll give me a challenge. Dad bod. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So uh, so he's just like, oh, hello, friends. Welcome. Well, welcome to Vercelli. Thank you for coming. We're here with uh, a little present from the other Berengar, if you know what I mean. Oh, has he finally decided to pay me? That is so lovely. He's decided to offer you something even better than money. And trust me, when I say something's even better than money, it's gotta be good. Oh, I already have the, the best thing he has to offer. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about his love and friendship. <laughs> oh, you. No, I, I have his love. Uh, or I have the love of his love. Oh, look at me carrying on. Uh, but she's lovely, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and it's a long journey back, so I'm sure I'll get to learn a lot more about that on the way back. But no, we have uh, something even more important. Uh... Holy relics. Oh, that's nice. Have I told you about Anna? She's just so beautiful. I, I hope she comes back soon. Comes back. Yes. Yeah. It's uh it's just been so long since I've seen her. But we will be together once she gets back forever. It's it's the the greatest love of my life will finally and be with her. Where did she head where? off to again? Oh, I I arranged with her to have a to assign her a, a, a pilgrimage to Rome. And uh, she, she's just finishing up there, and then she's going to come back to me here. And uh, and we will we will live together uh, as lovers. At this point, all the, uh, the, uh, the clerics and uh, monks in the cathedral have uh, started looking really embarrassed, and they've started moving away and out of doors and le essentially leaving the room slowly uh, as best they can without looking like they're just... Well, uh, I'm gonna... Your, holi your holiness, uh, yeah. uh, here, and I, I take the cross from around my neck and hand it to him, here is uh, the cross of St. Thomas. Uh, okay. Uh, a holy relic offered uh, up to you uh, by the emperor Uh <laughs> Uh, to settle his debt. Well, he was—he had promised me something about uh, Saint Nino's letter opener, and I—I noticed your chest. Yeah, I know my... it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please stop staring at Berengar's <laughs> chest. It only encourages him. It is very impressive. The second most impressive chest I've ever seen. <laughs> but 
Now we must. Does anyone else think that this woman is dead? He's like really creepy. Wait, he's a bishop. He can't get. He can't have a lover. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ludovic. <laughs> I mean, come on. Even oh. I know that's not true. <laughs> oh, you're so innocent. He was just crossing his arms, staring disapprovingly. Maybe shuffles over to the other <laughs> monks with a psh, bishops under his breath. Yeah, get some insight there. Talk to those dudes. Well, thank you so much for coming all this way, my fine folks, and I, I hope you have have a lovely trip back. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, the debt is settled then. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. Sounds but good. We don't have the lady. Shit. The debt is settled. We shall return. Come with me, Berengar, not that Berengar, and the rest of you. No, monk, I'm, uh, you monk, come on, come here. Uh, uh, so Ludovic is just like glaring daggers at the bishop because what everyone else doesn't know is that he's a holy warrior and he doesn't like this <laughs> at all. So, does the Bishop have the chest yet? Yeah, we or we took you, the chest and yeah. just put it in front of the gates and just left. Well, once I notice that the bishop has taken uh, possession of the chest, I, I, I discreetly move back towards the group. I was okay. told I could wrestle that dude. You want to wrestle? I have a great axe for his neck. No, Ooh. no wrestling. No great axes. <laughs> Come with me. Great. I feel like something's mm. Are you are you out of the yes. building yet? Yeah. Okay. Are you running for the gate? No. Walking I'd with say dignity. A brisk walk. Okay. I'm gonna do a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> Can I roll a perception check? Because Zulubik is very pissed. I feel like maybe Which we want to talk to some of those monks before we leave or something. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Let's go. Keep going. Fine. No talking. No wrestling. Just straight out of the gates. We can talk and wrestle later. You have to walk a little slower. Lambert's really sickly. He won't tell you that, but sometimes he's just a little weakling. Please please stop staring at Lambert's chest, Berengar. <laughs> okay, so... Before... Uh, Alright, yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah, this is fun. This is not how I this. Okay. Welcome to the NB. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you you guys start hearing screaming, but you get out the gate before uh, before any of the guards know what to do about it. Uh, what kind of screaming? You just hear like is it damsel in distress type screaming? Horse, horse ruling his men, men living as horse, horse all around us. Babylon has come for us. We must not suffer a rich to rule. The incontinence of the blessed shall ruin mankind. Oh, man. That seems like a very reasonable person with well-formed opinions. <laughs> Vercelli just has street preachers, man. They're a nuisance. It is. The, the windows of the cathedral have burst open from the volume of the <laughs> screaming. It is very clearly the bishop screaming. Well, he is the whore. But you're all outside already. Hmm. Bishop. You're all Is outside. Is he calling us whores? He's the bishop living in sin. Uh, no, no. Uh, we need to follow the road to Rome. 
uh, to pick up Anna and take her to Berengar. Not you. I mean, Other Berengar. Maybe she's pretty. I'm sure she is. There will be several days where she's with us. Don't do anything. But we'll pick up Anna. She's not here. That's the point. But do we believe him? He seemed really creepy. Can I roll insight check? Point. Sure. <laughs> Oof. That's a one plus five. Six. <laughs> plus five? I, I, I don't even know uh, how to... <laughs> you, you don't have any special insight beyond uh, the fact that he was he was acting real weird. I mean, he's a bishop. Why would he lie? Did you hear what the way he was talking? What about a religion check to see uh, if uh, he he's speaking from the heart? <laughs> what are you What are you rolling, religion. Josh? Okay, go for it. Oh, I got a nap twenty plus two. Okay, okay, so who's speaking from the, the bishop? <laughs> I, I want to okay, know he is yeah, what is his uh, theological reasoning for this uh, for this scream. Um, he opened the chest and discovered that things weren't the way he thought they were. But what about the stuff with Anna? Like he sounded like, "Oh, she's gone. She's buried under my bed." Like it was super creepy. He said she was returning from Rome. Isn't that like? Isn't that kind of like a, a metaphor, like a dirty metaphor, returning from D- Rome? <laughs> Berengar, Berengar, pay attention to me. Where did you learn the word metaphor? <laughs> My brother. He thought I was calling him a bull and not strong like a bull. He thought he was literally a bull for a while. He tried to eat grass in the field. Bulls are moist. It was a good week. Well, did you get gains? Not off the grass, man. You're eating the wrong grass. You need buckwheat. Next time. I, I'm impressed at how at the strength of your grasp of the concept of metaphor. Mm-hmm. Given where you started, but like, man, I live in Pavia. We, like, we, you know, we, we shit on Rome all the time. It's just like that's kind of something you'd say. Oh, return from Rome, <laughs> you know, <It's> dirty. <laughs> uh, have you seen Pavia? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Rome's still worse. I mean, can I roll an insight? Because I don't believe this man, and I'm the dumbest one here. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. What's your intelligence, Bree? Uh, my intelligence is negative two. Seven, because it's negative two. And I rolled a five. Oh. Well, insight, insight is plus wisdom, but... Okay, so you you said you are absolutely convinced that he is lying. I, I am! Okay, Berengar. Berengar. Do you have a better lead right now? I mean, I feel like... If you want to be Emperor Berengar... You have to listen to your advisors. Well, then that means I have to listen to Lambert. <laughs> yes. No one likes that. Listen to Lambert. Lambert, 
we should go intercept Anna coming back from Rome, right? Does it mean we have to walk to Rome, or can we stay here? We'll walk part. We'll have to only have to walk part way. We don't have the fast horse anymore. Oh, you, oh. Bill, I, I, you just I'm holding Bill by the reins. <laughs> okay. Ludovic's okay. not letting go of Bill for anything. I'm not letting go of Bill anyway. I don't need Bill's the, the tools boy. from Bridges. I need Bill. Bill's the best boy. <laughs> All right. So I guess, yeah, I guess we can intercept her. Okay. All right. If Lambert says it's so. So the next thing you know, you're outside the gates of Rome. That was fast. Wow. Um, God really has blessed Bill. We did not find her on the road. That's... Uh, I'm petting Bill. I was like, Bill, you're such a good boy. Such a good boy. I'm taking you back to Kiev. <laughs> As the party comes over a hill north of the city of Rome, spreads out before them. The Tiber flows from the hills to the right like a blue ribbon tossed on a green carpet. The city is built up on both sides of the river, with the majority of the city on the west bank. The city is surrounded by new and modern walls studded with towers. The roofs of the city glitter in the sunlight due to the use of copper and lead as roofing material, a major sign of prosperity at this point. Within the walls, you can see nodes of settlement surrounded by lush market gardens. Along the river, dozens of boats are coming up the river from Ostia and Porta, or else they're passing you going downriver from the hills laden with iron ore and beef. As you approach the city, there's a throng of farmers' carts stuffed with grain, olives, wine, and animals for sale. Interspersed with the carts are individuals on foot, some are pilgrims distinguished by religious ornaments and a general sense of being rather worn out. Some of the people on foot are peasants or local residents, as there are a number of houses and buildings clustered around the gate. Your noses inform you that some of these buildings are probably tanneries. Slightly separated from the tanneries are a number of well-kept houses of several stories. Outside these houses, mostly women, but a few men are standing around outside, dressed as if they were going to Christmas Mass, smiling and chattering with the passers-by. They seem very friendly. It's not Christmas yet. There are also a number of men on mules, carrying clubs. A few have light leather armor. Uh, there are also members of the clergy in their dark robes, often mounted on donkeys. At the gate are a dozen city officials, about half are guards in chainmail carrying spears, though their helmets and shields are leaned against the wall due to the uh, oven-like heat. The other officials are mostly clerics, talking with people entering the city and discussing things like customs rates, inspections, and standard bribes. There's a captain who seems to be in charge wearing a blue tabard over a red tunic. He's carrying a sword and is observing the ongoing discussions, only intervening when things become heated. The party waits their turn. Uh, do you wait your turn? Do you talk to anyone in the mob? Or nope. I just push uh, right through. <laughs> I mean, Berengar would okay. talk to people. He'd be making friends. Who's going to stop me? Like, I'm pushing right through. I'm a seven foot two bear of a man. <laughs> the, the, the chief guard, now with a, a drawn sword, says, Hello there, sir. Uh, welcome to the uh, city. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ludovic, Ludovic, uh, this is Ludovic. He's a barbarian. I can uh, tell. Rude. He does not know our ways. I am Father Louis, son of no one in particular. Uh, and uh, I am a sworn cleric of the church, leading a band of pilgrims to enter Rome. Pilgrims, you say? Where are you coming from? Kiev. No. No, uh, 
We're coming. What was the name of the Vicelli? Vicelli. For... We're coming from Vicelli. Ah, uh, is that is that where you're from? No. All of you? No, I'm from. No. I actually don't think I'm supposed to say. I'm from. Oh, no. I'm, I'm from Pavia. Represent. Also, I want to throw out on that. Um, Berengar has a special um, class feature, position of privilege. Thanks to your noble birth, people are inclined to think the best of you. You are welcome in high society, and people assume you have the right to be wherever you are. The common folk make every effort to accommodate you and avoid your displeasure. Other people of high birth treat you as a member of the same social sphere. You you can secure an audience with a local noble if you want to. So, he should at least think nicely of me at Pavia. Represent! I also have the same feature. Of course. I have bad reputation, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But we balance you out. Of course, sir. I believe you are expected. I have heard something from my superiors about this. Uh, Please follow me, and we will will go see uh, my superiors. Do we have an appointment? Yes. Yes. We always have an appointment, Berengar. We're important people. We always have an appointment. We are important people. That's right. Okay. Yes, between the two of us, there are definitely important people involved. Yeah. Are there so, any food stands you're gonna follow on the way? <laughs> um, yes. Well, you'll see. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, you're, you're following the yep. guard? Yeah. Okay. Inside the city, there's a mixture of decay and prosperity. Around the gate are dozens of shops and inns with merchants shouting their wares, but there's also monuments that have been built into houses. Statue parts are used as wall materials, larger buildings that must have served some official purpose seem to have people living in them and out by the street are being used as stalls to sell produce and food. Ludovic, do you want to stop? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I know. As we're walking, if there's any stalls of food, Ludovic's just going to grab and walk. The shop... The shopkeeper is going to have something to say. Well, about because that. I have a bad reputation, I can refuse to pay for food um, and get away with it. So you are standing with a member of law enforcement, which makes it even better. <laughs> I, I I throw some coins in the direction of the shop uh, shopkeeper. Thank you. To, uh... <laughs> so, as you go further into the city, houses become less dense, and you begin passing orderly market gardens. Usually there's a house at the street with a woman of the house selling produce, and the property is surrounded by a wall or a fence. Through the wall you can see lush garden plots, often growing cabbages and greens, or else small orchards growing dates, figs, apples, or citrus. In most places chickens are wandering about, pecking for bugs, or even pigs running for food, but this is all behind the walls. Eventually you notice that the pilgrims take a road that branches to your right while you continue to the heart of the city. Despite this, you're still surrounded by people, as you have entered an area inhabited by blacksmiths and metalworkers, and you can hear the banging in the shops. You pass a giant round building made of multiple arches, in which hundreds of families are living, with the arches partly closed up into windows and laundry hung up to dry. You come to a huge open area surrounded by pillared marble buildings in which hundreds of cattle are being auctioned off as the merchants and farmers engage in intense negotiations. Finally, you turn a corner and see an enormously tall building in the middle of the next block. On the top of the tower of this building, you can see crenellations like on a city wall, and men patrolling holding crossbows. One man looks on, standing by a ballista, which is ominously pointed at the street. Mm. You come to the entrance of the house and notice that the facade is made up of dozens of marble columns and statues, though they don't necessarily seem to belong together. 
that came from different monuments. Over the doorway is an enormous engraving that shows a, an equally enormous white pillar topped with an actual golden crown. And underneath there's a carving that says Theophylacti. Mm-hmm. You're escorted inside by the guard to an extremely elaborate reception hall. It's a rectangular space, 20 feet long, with massive fireplace along the midpoint of one wall. Opposite the fireplace is a raised marble platform, surrounded on all sides by three marble steps down. On the dais is a table, which is seated a woman with her elbow on the table, her chin on her palm, and a bit of a frown on her face. She is dressed elaborately in the latest style from Byzantium, with a hair covering and outer garment made of silk with striking patterns all over uh, inner tunics of bold colors. Seated to her left is a woman in more simple attire, with a gold tabard over a clean white tunic. She has a thin golden diadem on her head and is absently working on some embroidery, but she's mostly looking at the other woman. Occasionally she leans forward and whispers something to her, at which the first woman smiles and seems to relax somewhat. To their right is an empty chair. On the left of the dais is a secretary taking notes. Around the room are a dozen guards in full mail, though most are seated with their weapons and helmets and shields leaned on a nearby wall. Around the dais is a small throng of people. Some seem to be waiting to speak. Some are following the conversation. As you enter, a man in a green tabard over chainmail approaches and exchanges a few quiet words with the guard. The man in green gives the guard several gold coins and beckons you to follow. The guard from the wall departs back to his post. The man in green walks past all the waiting people and waits for the conversation to complete. Once it does, he, he is acknowledged by the woman in the center of the dais. What do you bring me, Hugh? Senatrix, pardon my interruption, but you asked that anyone arriving from Pavia be brought to you for uh, an interview. That I did, Hugh. Thank you for your diligence, as well as that of your guards. See that the men on the gate are given the proper sign of my appreciation. Now, if you will, please grant us ten minutes of privacy to introduce ourselves to our new uh, friends. There's a groan from the assembled crowd, and the other guards stand up and quickly clear out all the people waiting to speak with the Senatrix. Once the hubbub dies down, the guards leave as well, though they leave via separate doors around the perimeter of the room. Hugh the Green looks at the party and says, Your men and I are at a mere call away, my lady. And then he makes a small bow to the women in the dais and leaves with the secretary. The Senatrix looks you all over and says, Well met, my friends. They call me Senatrix Morosia. This is my dear friend, Queen Anna. I am told you come to me from Pavia. Might I ask your names and what brings you to our holiest of cities on this fine day? My name is Father Louis, son of someone. Uh, Sorry, I've sworn a vow. I'm not allowed to say. Uh, And this is Berengar and uh, our associates. Uh, And uh, we're here for Anna. Anna looks uh, startled and very concerned. Uh, and Morosia says, uh, what do you want with my friend Anna? Well, uh, Berengar, but not that Berengar, uh, is very anxious, uh, to, uh, see Anna again. So Anna, um, says something to Morosia and, um, Roberto, if you heard Greek, you just understand it. Oh, I, I understand it. Yeah. They want to take me, but I will not go. You are my home. You must keep me safe. Morosia nods, holds up her hand, and says, Peace. As I said that night in Tusculum, you are not a decoration to be moved around by the seasons. I will see you respected as far as is in my power. 
Arcadia lay sold. I say in Greek. What what's going on? Because Ludovic is much smarter in Greek than he is in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the two women look a little bit startled, uh, but Marozia says, "My uh, my friend here was just saying that she's." very happy here in Rome and uh, wants to know why she should go she back. She didn't say that. <laughs> in not so many words. What What are you What are you two babbling about in your barbarian tongues? What are you talking about? I say, like, hey, this is a mix of like Greek and Latin. It's like, Greek is the most, the most beautiful language in the world. It's, it's the Lord's language. <laughs> you have much to learn, uh, Ludovic. Uh, my, my friends, uh, Anna is uh, quite happy here. And uh, I don't think uh, I, I would want to know why she should go. We were uh, my, my good lady. We were under the impression that she was um, imprisoned in Vernuli. Kidnapped. Is that the right? Yeah. Kidnapped. And uh, when we reached there, we were told that she was on a pilgrimage to Rome and would be back very shortly. By the creepy we're dude bishop. Of, yeah. He kind of gives us the ick. We, we would like to know, um, what does Anna want to do with uh, all of her journeys? She wants to stay here, is what she said. Well, could she, can she say that to us? Like, yeah. is it under duress? Is but she... I was like, could you stay here, but like, in Pavia? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pavia kind of sucks. I know! <laughs> Come on, bro. Sure, but that's where Berengar, not that Berengar lives. Where I live. Also, We're here now we can other Berengar. I had a whole thing ready, and I apparently didn't write it down. Improv, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a DM. This is your DM initiation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When in doubt, just say roll so, for initiative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. So, so Anna looks concerned, uh, and says. Okay, my friends, you have traveled far. I suppose you are due some explanation of what's been going on. I was the eldest daughter of a noble house that was married to Berengar as part of a political match. Uh, I was well-educated, educated educated to rule a a small estate or a duchy. I was not raised to play second fiddle to an idiot. Well, uh, he's right here. I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> she, I quickly became disenchanted by my husband's behavior. He was not violent, but he treated me like a piece of furniture to bring out for state events and reproductive activities. He refuses to take my advice on anything, or the advice of anyone else for that matter. He keeps pursuing clever schemes to try and shore up his rule that all very quickly and obviously back. So that's what's been happening to Pavia. Yeah, he's a jerk. And dumb. Like there was a time he offered to pay a city to build its own fortifications in return for control over their own revenues, and then they inevitably went into revolt, and we couldn't take them back because they had <laughs> built their own fortifications. But I, I say this in Greek, but what if we, like, kidnapped the emperor and put you in charge? Or you could put me in charge because I'm a Berengar already. <laughs> it's a perfect solution. I'm afraid that would never be accepted amongst the Italian nobles. Yes, but, but, but the Italian nobles never accept anything. Yeah, I was going to say. like, <laughs> we're they, They're Italian nobles. 
I need a place where I can be of service and support someone who is able to rule on their own intelligence. Have you tried Kiev? I met Morosi at a state visit shortly after the wedding, and we've stayed in touch by letter. She's the kind of ruler my husband could only pretend to be. She, I mean, oh, she, she seems cool. She's strong when necessary, generous as is wise, but always able to secure her own power for the stability of her city. Whatever others may think, Morosia kept her city has kept her city unified and prosperous. Over various trips to Rome, we got to know each other better, and we became very good friends. Oh. They returned from Rome, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're pillow friends! <laughs> when, I, when I learned that Berengar had poisoned my predecessor, and when Berengar what? invited Magyars to be the palace guard, I knew it was time for me to get out while I could. Leot Ward was the poster child of an incontinent priest. Berengar's first dealings with him were when he had, arrest, had him arrested for abducting and assaulting a nun. Despite his crimes, Berengar found him a useful agent for diplomatic missions. I knew he would jump at the chance to make me his mistress, so, so I sent him uh, flattering letters asking him to arrange the pilgrimage. And then, once here, I did not leave to meet him. Um, Can't blame you there. Yeah, I did make you. quite the impression on him. Dodged yeah. a bullet with that one. I wanted to I'm not going off. to lie, you did. Yeah. <laughs> You dodged an arrow with that one. I actually had a whole fight planned out. <laughs> I was ready to wrestle him! Come on! David was actually too smart. <laughs> we, uh, we have two fights now that we've dodged by like actually being willing yeah. to talk? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which is fine. This is for the this problem when you recruit to too many DMs to join your. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your okay, but you've seen me <laughs> playing so far, and I'm willing to get into any battle. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, my friends, I will never return to Pavia, and indeed, uh, come what may, I will stay here, and I have the backing of the true ruler of this city. Pope Joan? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of that with Morozzi. I feel like Berengar in Pavia would have heard yeah. lots of horrible misogynist things about Morozzi, and he's kind of looking at her now like, oh, is this the evil devil woman who just sleeps with everybody? But also she's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, she's super hot. Okay, <laughs> okay I, I will admit something. I heard Marusia, not Morozia, and I was very confused. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Marusia, she's Greek. Cool. It's like, oh, Marozia. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the, the, it is the Theophylact family, which uh, is not a Latin no, name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my ladies, I recognize the sensitivity of the situation. But you also realize that Berengar, not you, uh, is rather short-tempered and also has thousands of men who go to war when he says most of the time. Uh, uh, can I do an intelligence check? Sure, go for it. Okay, I just want to see. That's a 17. Okay. Um, basically, let me know if this is okay. Because um, Ludovic isn't the brightest. Um, he's like, why don't we just fake her death and she gives us something of hers and we can just put blood on it and say the bishop killed her. I mean, even I and think that'll can... start a war, man. Yeah, but not with not here. 
And the bishop kind of deserves it anyways. The bishop's That's a creep. True. That's true. He's a creep. Whatever course of action you wish to pursue, uh, feel free. Although, uh, uh, so this is Morosia. I-, I am not going to force Anna to be a prisoner in my city. I mean, who That's could cool. lock up such a beauty? Yeah. You took a vow. I didn't. <laughs> I took a vow of modesty. <laughs> Do you know it should be obvious means? at this point uh, that I have sworn to be modest. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, that's just insulting. <laughs> Your concerns about uh, a, a war between us and Pavia are uh, appreciated. Certainly, we don't wish for any kind of war, but I feel that uh, if you return to Pavia, you may find that the Emperor has his hands full already, and may not have that much of an army left. Yes, but oh. he, has a, he has an unusual habit of bouncing back. That he does. That he does. But we will we will take our chances. I'm going to leave her here. She speaks Greek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I, I should say that I, I am willing to reimburse you for all your travel. Huh? At what rate? Um, a very generous one. Uh, uh, five silver pieces per mile is the uh, standard amongst my my bureaucrats. What about okay, but, bridges? Um, but, oh, that is true. Um, a gold piece for bridge for each bridge. And of course, Berengar and I are uh, being of noble blood uh, are entitled to at least double, as you wish. <laughs> I mean, I got part noble blood. You don't count, Lambert. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I'm 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 a real well, kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> we we do have lovely fruit baskets. Yes, I love fruit. Sick. Excellent. We could... Let's go. Uh, we'll take we'll take your your uh, generous expense uh, reimbursement, and go have a conversation with Berengar. Not you. You're gonna leave Sounds me excellent, out. Excellent, my friends. Oh. <laughs> You'll be able to wrestle Berengar, other Berengar, yes. to see who's the better Berengar. Yeah, we're going back I mean, to wrestle. But if you guys want to have a conversation and leave me out, I could like stay here with the ladies. <laughs> uh, Anna, Lady Anna, would you like other Berengar to stay here with you? I want to roll persuasion. <laughs> oh, that was that was an eight. <laughs> Um, we have we have plenty of strapping young men here. I I uh, I, I feel that uh, the city is well provided, and I think Pavia needs its protectors as and well. And she has Morosia. I'm wounded. I'm gonna return from Rome without returning from Rome. I feel let down by the experience. We can we can we can spend the night here, Berengar, if you'd uh, yes. like to uh, experience all of Rome's charms. Cool. Yes, I think we can put up, put you up in a room in the uh, somewhere in the tower. So, so then, are we going to f- fake her death? What are we doing here? Yes, I think we should. Do we have to fake her death? I mean, we did travel a long way, and people die on the road all the time. I mean, uh, if, we, if we find something, of her, you... if we get, bring back something of hers, it should work. We should make the effort. I assume this is going to fail, and Berengar is going to have to wrestle Berengar, and the best Berengar <laughs> will win. 
<laughs> I know I'll win, man. Thanks. Thanks for your And uh, I'll have been on the side of the winning Berengar the entire time, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, Berengar, he's got your back. Yeah. So are we going to uh, plot that you uh, you spend the night, or are you just going? No, we're going to plot that we spent the night, and I'm going to ask uh, Queen Anna for, like, one of her shoes or whatever. Ask for like a ring or okay. something, you know? Yeah, a ring. Okay, that's like finger, do you think No, no, no. Ludovic has a foot fetish. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here with I'm here with uh, Hugh Hugh's suggestion of a finger she needs least, you know. Then it's really believable. Actually, and I clean right off one hit. Oh. Marozia says, uh, that's not happening, but there are plenty of people in this city if you need a finger. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I, I think a cloth or something would that of her least like dress would work. Okay, yeah, we can we can get you a scrap of cloth. Works great. <laughs> well, it might not be as convincing, but something. So we're gonna go we're gonna finish this up. We heading back to yep. Pavia. Do it. Uh, on the way I'll find right. like a random like um, I'll, I'll pay for a chicken and just like pour blood sure. on the cloth. It'll be fine. Good plan. Okay. All right. So, last act. <laughs> so you, along with Bill, you hit the road. Good boy, Bill. As you approach the city, you can see smoke rising above the walls. Oh, the buildings around the gate have their doors open, and there's a scattering of random objects oh, on the man. ground. There is no one waiting to enter or leave the city. There are no guards. And the Not again, are man. Free entrance. I, 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 like, I, I assume this is like totally natural and just like stride in. How's our inn? How's our house? <laughs> Gone. Immediately inside the gate is total pandemonium. You can see the city militia fighting with Magyars, Magyars fighting with soldiers, and soldiers fighting in the militia. On every building top, you can see townspeople, some of them throwing things down at people fighting in the streets, others trying very hard to look like the sides of buildings. Objects are regularly thrown out of windows. You can see bodies lying around in the streets and out of windows. You can hear screaming of every flavor. The doors to Berengar's palace are open and unguarded, and just a short way away from you. Well, I bet Anna's glad she's uh, back in Rome still. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, how does everyone feel like a little bit of a jog? You mean a free for all? Uh, no wrestling anyone along the way. Ready? Three, two, one, let's go. Huzzah. I pick up my great axe. I have to get on Baron Guard. Yeah, I'll be up. Louis absolutely lets Baron and or Ludovic take the lead. He says one hundred go, will, and then like just like, up like Louis, <laughs> like hat, like sort of jogs in place a little bit until someone else takes the lead. <laughs> I will pick up Louis and put him on my back. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yeah. onward, Steed. <laughs> you want to jump up here too, Hugh? I got room for you both. I think I actually might be the fastest out of any of us. <laughs> you, I got a, I got a speed of fifty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Monks. So, you get into the first room at the entrance to the palace. And uh, there are... The, the door opposite you is barricaded. 
and there are six Magyars in the room who immediately turn and attack you when you get initiative. Classic barbarians. <laughs> what are you talking about? Not you. Those barbarians. Kill them. And of course, this is the one class that I didn't actually put down in my description. <laughs> hold, on, hold on one moment. I meant to do this. Here we go. Tribal warriors. You know, we need to have some sort of union. A Soviet union of sorts. <laughs> Hear that, Andrew? <laughs> okay. AC 12. Don't tell us that! Don't tell us that! <laughs> Oops, sorry. It's, it's just in the monster manual. It's completely generic. Okay. But I don't know what it is. Everybody erase it from your memory. Erased what? <laughs> it's alright, I won't be making any attack rolls anyway, so. I make all the attack rolls. Too bad wrestling isn't an attack move. Okay. And there's six of them. Okay. Roll for initiative. Got it when you're I ready. I got a 16. 19? Jesus. Yes, indeed. He is watching over us. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christos. What'd you Keep say? Keep heathen gods out of this. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who got 16? Got Me. Hugh. It was next. I got a 17. No. Okay. Louie got a 19. 19. Lambert has a 15. Okay. We're all ready for Little it. Ludovic has an 18. We're so okay. ready for a fight, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a remarkably combat fight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those are the best sessions. <laughs> Agreed. We're just trying to uh, finish this in a reasonable podcast episode length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, remember Passion of the Heist? Oh my god, and then suddenly... That mythical episode that uh, may or may <laughs> not ever see the light of day? Still coming out. It's been worked on here and there for like a year. Ooh! It's been so long I forgot what happened, so I can, I can listen to it fresh. Yep. I actually have a fairly vivid memory of everything that happened. <laughs> oh, no, the one thing I remember is me and David causing a schism. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so Louis the Loaded, go first. Yeah, so Louis, how many Magyars are there? Six. Uh, Louis reaches into his pocket and uh, pulls out a shiny gold coin and uh, sort of points at the rightmost Magyar and says, uh, there's more where this came from if you switch sides and join us. And that's, uh, I'm casting Charm Person. Okay, um... How does that work? Uh, so they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, rules is written. Uh, it says uh, uh, they do it at advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. So I'll leave that up to you if they've rolled this with advantage or not. Uh, but either way, they need to uh, make a wisdom saving throw with or without advantage. And on a failed saving throw, uh, they are charmed by me. They view me as friendly. Uh, they can't attack the charmer or target them. With effects, and I have advantage on any uh, persuasion, any ability checks to interact socially with them. Okay, they got a 20. <laughs> they got a net 20. <laughs> uh, so they um, immediately attack you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I look at Ludovic and say, your Latin isn't great. Uh, he just insulted your mother. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> and then I step back behind Ludovic and uh, uh, end my turn. <laughs> Okay, so the 
the, the tribal warrior then is going to attack Ludovic, I guess. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, three to hit. That is uh, 22, so that hit. Okay. And um, hit uh, 1d6. Why can't, ben, six. why can't Ben roll like this when we're actually playing? <laughs> <laughs> so you got a uh, six hit for six. Okay. Alright, so then next up is uh, Ludovic. Actually. Yeah, uh, with what David told me about um, the Magyar insulting my mother, I would like to rage. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Ludovic is going to enter a rage state. Um, so I get advantage on strength tricks and saving throws. I get plus two melee damage. And I get resistance to like regular... Um, Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Yeah, then I can use Divine Fury. Oh, yes, I also get, get to use Divine Fury. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to attack. I'm going to bring up my Great Axe, hold it with both hands, and hit the guy who just hit me. Okay. That is going to be a 24. So that hits. Okay, yeah. so that does 1d12 plus 3 plus 1d6. Oh, where's my D12? Which one is the D12? There it is. 1D12 plus 6. Come on, Witcher Die. You, you never fail me. Um, I think that's a lie. They fail me a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that's going to be 12 slashing damage plus... Um, They're dead. Yeah. Cool. But... It also takes four radiant damage, so they're hit by holy fury. They just explode into a fine mist. Good. Uh, And I just say, (laughs) never talk about my mama. (laughs) 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 Who's next? Okay. I I hope you learned your lesson. (laughs) What's what's that? What's that you're saying about his sister? (laughs) (laughs) My sister. (laughs) Okay. So, um, this is rapidly... So, and the next tribal warrior gets to go next. Oh, wait, are you done with your turn? No, uh, but... Actually... Never mind. I can't do anything anyways, because the guy's dead. So, there we go. So, the next tribal warrior is also going to go after Ludovic, because... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, same... Rinse and repeat, I guess. Basically. It's not my job to forgive them. It's my job to send them to God. <laughs> oh, so that doesn't even. He takes a stab with his spear and just completely whiffs. I just block it with my great axe. Okay. <laughs> so that's his turn. Uh, so up next is Berengar. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Berengar really wants to wrestle them but that's not really appropriate given the the (laughs) scenario so he's gonna run up with his battle axe and smash a dude Berengar really has a battle axe okay hold on I rolled my damage first by accident which is good because that was a one Um, so let me roll to hit doesn't count doesn't count which was also a one (laughs) okay but but, I, I, I'm struggling. I'm more struggling more to find an argument for why that does not count. Well, yeah, it would. I, and actually, sorry, I think it was a seven because the final roll was a twelve. It looked like a one, but it must have been a seven because I do not have a plus eleven. Twelve hits. Awesome. So then it was minimum damage, which would have been 
four. That guy. That's a, a very remarkable wrestling move there, Berengar. Yeah, I've used him <laughs> a arm biceps instead of my brain biceps. <laughs> or my head biceps. Uh, keep it up. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next, next up is... Uh, oh, the just went. So next up is... Hugh. All right, I'll uh, run up to whatever uh, Magyar is closest to me, and I'll make an unarmed strike. Uh, so I rolled a 13 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. Um, and that does 7 damage. Uh, and then with my bonus action, I'll make another unarmed strike. No! Uh, nice. A monk? Does, uh, I rolled a 10. Does that hit? No. Okay. Um, then I go... And then I... Um, <laughs> you wouldn't hit a monk, would you? Yeah. I, I, I look very meek and godlike as I... Uh, or should I say godly? As I, like, scamper away... Um, <laughs> Because uh, I have the mobile feed, I do not provoke opportunities of attack. As I scamper. Good choice on feed. Um, So next up we have... Oh, that was you. So, uh, Lambert. Um, Okay. I'm going to scoot uh, over by Beringer and just sort of Stab the person that Berenger is um, attacking. Like, okay. hit him in the kneecap. <laughs> sort of stab, okay. hamstring him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I, I got a sword. A sword. Sword. <laughs> An S word. Oh, gosh. S word. S word. I actually don't know how to... Uh, oh, there my attacks are. I found them. Hey. <laughs> I'll figure this out. There we go. Whee. Oh. I rolled a one. <laughs> okay, so you missed. All <laughs> <laughs> that um, work, okay. trying to find the button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, next up is... Tribal warrior number one. Uh, so they're going to... Um, who are they going after? Uh, I guess they're going to go after Lambert. Um, oh, but I'm underneath Berengar. No, I have a thing. Do, do the hit first. I have a thing. Okay. Uh, 12. That hit you? Um, so that does not hit me. Okay. okay. Then we don't need my thing. Cool. <laughs> Next up is... You guys have all gone, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Alright, so, Tribal Warrior number five. Hate that fucking dude. This is Tribal Warrior number five. You said something bad about uh, your aunt, uh, Ludovic. Said something bad about Bill. Bill. <gasps> so I believe this guy's going after Hugh. Oh no. Who? Hugh Mungo. Hugh. Hugh. You wouldn't hit a man of God, would you? you? Uh, 15? That does not hit. Okay, so next up we have Tribal Warrior number two. That's the worst sequel ever. <laughs> That's a little racist, Ludovic. That that miss, that misses. And then the last one, going after someone. Alright, cool. So I'm going to have that one also go after Hugh. That's an 18. Oh no. Hey, 
How far away is they he from me? Out of God. How dare they? Would you would you say they're in, within five feet? It's, that's pretty close quarters. Let's say when yes. a creature you can you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of you with an attack, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage the target takes by one d ten plus two. Okay, uh, so that's... that roll. Where did it go? So I got uh, nine okay. damage. So I can intercept no. on that roll up to a, like I rolled an eleven, so he takes no damage. Hey. Okay, cool. All right, so back at the top of the order. Um. Round two. Fight. Louis the Loaded. Uh, yeah. Louis uh, looks over at Ludovic and says, I know your language isn't great, Louis, uh, Ludovic, but they said some bad things about Bill. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm using Bardic Inspiration to give that to uh, uh, okay. Ludovic. All right, cool. Uh, and then I look <laughs> up at... Uh, None of them are wounded, right? One's dead and five are up. One, one's wounded and one's dead. Two are wounded. I, and I one's look dead. at one of the wounded ones, whatever, uh, and uh, use vicious mockery on them uh, and say, "You consider yourself a warrior? What have you ever accomplished? What? Look at your garb. You have never accomplished uh, any treasure or any." Gold in your life? You are a failure! So they need to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. They failed hard. Uh, they so... take two points of damage, uh, psychic damage, and they have disadvantage in their next attack roll. Okay. Next up is Ludovic. Ludovic is very, very annoyed at having heard them talk about Badmouth, his mother, sister, <laughs> and Bill. Um... <clears throat> So he's going to attack the the guy who's too scared to actually hit him. Okay. Cool. Is that the one? Is that the, is he damaged or no? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Does a thirteen hit? Oh yeah. Okay. This is my first time hitting him this turn. He gets the divine fury. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be an eight plus three. 11. Yeah, 11 damage. So he uh, falls into several pieces into a pile on the floor. Just slice in half yeah, with one hit. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you done? That's, that's yeah. what Bill... <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for talking smack about Bill. <laughs> we all love Bill. And then I'm going to... The one that has not been hit, I'm just going to go right in front of him and just stare down. Because <laughs> I'm, a, you know... Several feet taller. <laughs> Can I roll intimidation? I don't know what it'll do in this case, but yeah, go for it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, what a waste. I know, right? So his next turn, he's just going to be cowering in the corner. It's just this tall Russian yeah. Bruce man just staring at him, like you're next. Uh, okay, so so is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. Okay. So then, that guy's dead. Uh, next up is Berengar. Yeah. So the one in front of me that tried to attack he, uh, Lambert is still alive, yes? I believe so, yes. Okay. I'm going to battle axe him again. I'll roll the right die. I got a 16. <laughs> Does that hit? Oh, yes. Sorry. And My apologies. I do 12 damage. 
And Peshaw. And he's dead. Alright. So, um, all the leaders of the order. Oh, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. You? Alright, I'll uh, scamper back up to the guy I hit before and uh, make an unarmed strike. Okay, so you hit that guy. Uh, what did you roll for hit? Uh, 19. Alright, so that hits? Yeah. That's gonna Ooh. hit, yeah. Um, what do you got for damage? I got, uh, 6 damage. He is dead. Alright, well, uh, then I will scamper up to the next nearest guy, um, and use my bonus action to make an unarmed strike against him. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 16. Uh, sorry, that hits, yes. And 7 damage. Alright, cool. And then I'll scamper back, uh, behind, (laughs) uh, Ludovic and Berengar. Okay, so now we got, uh, and that's everything? Mm -hmm. So, next up is Lambert. Okay, um... Can I stab this guy again? Is he dead? Did he die? There's two guys left alive. One is cowering in the corner. One is cowering in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Go stab the coward! What <laughs> What if I just shoot him in the back? Sure. But wait, I need That's to I'm very gonna hide behind Berengar first. So I can get okay. sneak attack damage. Yeah, I'll give you, give you cover. <laughs> I'm so big. <laughs> I mean, you're basically a wall there, Nara. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you will not believe this. I rolled another one. <laughs> I really think. I would say that these dice are weighted poorly, but they're digital. <laughs> this is why I just roll my so own you, dice. You sneak attack a guy who is cowering in the corner. And, you and I somehow missed. <laughs> it's just my... My beefy thighs. I was in the way. Beefy thighs, yeah. Berengar and I were in the way, yeah, so I'm just staring him down. We're just flexing our quads together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Berengar and Ludovic do not skip like day. Never, bro. <laughs> I don't Never. skip any day. Never. The, the only day I skip is veggie day. So the next tri- the next up is the tribal warrior who we've agreed is cowering in the corner. Then there's the only other one who's alive. Okay, so he's gonna take uh, he's gonna take a swing at Berengar, I guess. All right, I can take it. All right, that's that's a twenty one. Oh, so that hit. Yeah, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is Berengar, but packs. not that Berengar. Yeah. Yeah. And with his uh, pokey stick, he gets two damage. My titties. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so two damage, and that's that's his turn, and he's the only one who's mobile at this point. So back back at the top of the order is Louis the Loaded. Uh yes, Louis. Uh, are, are any of the active uh, Magyar is wounded? Yes. How many? One. Okay. Great. I love that answer. It simplifies my turn very much. Uh, Louis looks at him and sort of like pulls a silver coin out of his pocket and says (laughs) I was going to offer you a gold coin to kill yourself but you're really not worth it. 
How about a silver coin? It's a little bit of an overpay, but uh, it's all you're worth. And that's vicious mockery. Okay. Uh, they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Right. They got a six. That's a fail. Yeah. Uh, so they take three points of damage, and uh, they also, uh, and I'm not sure if this got applied last turn, but this person also has disadvantage in their next attack roll. Right. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna save. I, I can do a bonus action. I'm gonna save my bardic inspirations for uh, okay. later, rather than assume that we're going to be able to wait for an hour after this fight to take a short rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ludovic, you're next. Okay. I'm going to roll to hit the guy in front of me. The one cowering in the corner. I don't like <laughs> cowards. <laughs> that gets me a 12. That hits. Okay, I'm going to use... Oh, it hits, so I don't have to use Bardic Inspiration. Oh. Okay. I, I do so not have uh, the D6, ability to do advantage of damage. I know, I know. Um... I'm doing math. What's 7 plus 3? Oh, 10. 10 damage. Okay. Alright. So, that your turn? Yeah, so he's not dead yet? Not dead quite yet. Ooh. He, he was unwounded before, so he was a completely healthy person. Oh, wait, shit, shit, no, no, wait, wait. I, I haven't been doing something. I get plus 2 melee damage as well. <laughs> so it's 12. Alright, he's dead, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot, I get the Divine Right, Divine Fury, and the Rage bonus melee. Oof. Oops. Uh, okay. are, you, are, you, are you saying you've forgotten your god, Ludovic? <laughs> <laughs> because if so, I can forgive you for a proper donation. <laughs> I follow you, Crystal. Alright, Berengar, you're up next. Okay. Um, how many are left? One guy, One. and he he uh, is crying and bleeding from many. He's crying, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he took a he took a real mean vicious okay. mockery. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'll, I will battle axe him in the head. Ooh, with a twenty-two to hit. So that, yeah. that's gonna hit <laughs> with a ten damage. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm out of like colorful things to say that happens when someone overkills. Dead. But he's dead. Archaeos <laughs> out of nowhere. Alright, so they're all dead. Um, I need a bathroom break. <laughs> Great idea. Several minutes later. Okay. Alright. You're back. I'm back. So we're all back. Yes. More mm-hmm. or less. Okay. So, we have um, we have put down the the Magyar guards. There is a a barricaded door. Um, what are we doing next? I will break the door down. I didn't even get a chance to tell you what that door said about your. <laughs> just break it down. So, I... <laughs> I just no. I can roll a strength right, check. Let's you let's want me to? <laughs> So the, uh, the, the, barricade, <laughs> the barricade explodes. I just kick it down. And we all move into the next room. Uh, and in the next room, there uh, is just Hugh the Chamberlain in... I throw a javelin. <laughs> no, don't 
don't kill Hugh. He was nice. Mm. Well, he's the one that set us up with those uh, crates, so... Yeah. And I said what I said. I throw a javelin. <laughs> well, you need to roll for initiative first. <laughs> Let's... Do I? Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. Because he's guarding. He's been guarding the barricade. Okay. And he responds uh, aff- aggressively when we uh, break down the door. Yeah. Eighteen yeah. from Louis. Okay. Twelve from Hugh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Berengar rolled a one. <laughs> Classic Berengar. Yep. I know. Ludovic. Ludovic rolled a nat 20. All right. Yeah. Oh, show off. All right. That's, that's, that's just the dice showing a sense of justice when the dice <laughs> yeah. actually give the person who rolled, who initiated the combat the best mm-hmm. roll. True. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lambert rolled a six. All right. Cool. Classic Lambert. All right. Let me <laughs> roll for Hugh here. Ah, Hugh got a 19. Okay. <laughs> so well I won't do a job on now. Alright, so um what you going at him? You're going at him with a javelin? Nope. Do it. Do it. Back out now. Do yeah, it. Can, nothing literally nothing has changed since you declared what your action was. Fine. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna roll to hit with a javelin. Okay. What does a nineteen get me? Uh oh, that doesn't hit. Oh, a nineteen doesn't hit. Yep. Man, oh. we're level three. <laughs> He's a knight. Woof. Oh, okay. Wait, if it, I still have that bardic inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, one d six. It landed in the corner. That's plus three, so that's a twenty one. Uh. Yeah, that hits. That hits. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, 2d6s uh, plus essentially 6. Okay, for 9 plus 6 is 15. That's a good hit. Yeah. Oh, and then... I, I may have forgot... I'm sorry. I... I also raged beforehand. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, <laughs> just, that. I'm just going to assume that you're still raged, that that, that is continuing to be the case. Uh, yeah, so 15. All right, so that's a good hit. Um, so next in the order, we've got Louis the Loaded. Oh, no, wait. The knight, the knight goes next, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh mm-hmm. goes next, rather. Sorry. Uh, Who goes next? Hugh. Not the cool Hugh. <laughs> Hugh the Chamberlain. <laughs> The less cool Hugh. So, who? <laughs> Hugh. Doctor yeah. Who. Hugh's on first. <laughs> All right. So Ludovic, we got sixteen to hit. That hits. All right. And let me just check his sheet. Ten. Okay. Uh, what kind of damage is it? Uh. Normal mundane damage. Me- yeah, melee attack. Slashing damage. I take five damage. Because I'm raging. Okay, sure, fair. Okay. Uh, so next in the order is Louis the Loaded. I'm sorry. What did you say your name was again? Hugh. Hugh? Hugh? Hugh is your name? I'm sorry. 
This is Hugh over there. Look at him. Hugh, Devoted not monk, Hugh. but also buffed. That's that Hugh. You're Hugh, not that Hugh, and you're trying to stand in our way. I'm sorry. Just think about this. And I'm casting Tasha's hideous laughter. Uh, what's the ooh, ooh yes? What's the saving throw? What's the save on that? Uh, that's a uh DC thirteen wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, so plus two. Okay. Twenty. Thirty. Twenty. Oof. So how does Hugh respond to my uh, uh, ridiculing of Hugh's... I am the Chamberlain of Pavia, and I will protect the Emperor from all who enter. Will you protect the Emperor from himself? Yeah, I'm right here! <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up Berengar, not that Berengar. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Berengar? Fuck him up. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, Bardic inspiration to Berengar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and Berengar is. This is Ben's fault for not uh, in giving us an, uh, a uh, uh, language uh, instruction at the beginning of this campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and or Andrew, uh, sorry for having to deal with this. <laughs> so, Hugh is next. All right. I am going to scamper up and uh, make an unarmed strike. Wish me luck. Are you doing it in a way huh? that he can see? Um, I would assume so. Is there a way that he couldn't see me? I mean, he is very heavily armored. Yeah, uh, can I can I scamper up uh, trying to be stealthy? Should I roll a stealth check? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, 17 on stealth. All right, he doesn't see him. All right, so do I get, like, uh, advantage on my attack then? No, or? but his uh, his AC is down less. Oh, okay, cool. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I rolled a, um, a 3 plus a 9 to hit. It does not matter, no. That, that, that does not yeah. matter. Fair enough. All right, but I am gonna I, I'm gonna flurry of blows now, okay. so I still got two more okay. unarmed strikes to make this turn. Oh, the first one though, a twenty-five. That'll hit. All right, I dropped my D four off the desk. Careful, you don't step on it. Um, that'll be six damage. Okay. And I'm going to use my open hand technique to try and make him fall down. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw uh, for a DC of 13. Okay. 17. All right. Okay, so uh, for my second uh, attack, though, uh, is going to be a 23. All right, that hits. Uh, and that's going to do five damage. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I only get to do... Oh, it says whenever you hit. Okay, so can I... Um... Do it again? Roll it again? Yeah, make him do another DC 13 dex saving throw. 16. All right. Okay, uh, now I'm going to scamper back. Okay. Next up, we have... Uh, Lambert? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, 
I okay. I don't know. Let's just I don't know. I let's shoot him, I guess, or something. It's certainly a safer option. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hit him. Okay. Alright. Uh Berengar, you're up. Well, I'm gonna fuck him up. So I'm gonna hit him. I'm going to roll my hit, and you said hit. So that's a twenty-one to hit. That that will hit, yes. Okay, so that is, um, that's nine damage. But I'm also going to use my action surge, so I can take one additional action and hit him again. Okay. That's another 21 to hit. <laughs> okay. No. I haven't even yeah. used my inspiration yet. <laughs> and that's... Uh, honestly, I feel like I'm a little wasted here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's 10 damage. But not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> the dice are really coming up in your favor this time. This is good. Okay. This time. Uh, so, we're back at the top of the order, which is Ludovic. Okay. I'm going to bring out my great axe and try to hit. That's a 18 plus 5, 19, 23. That hit. Okay. Um, so, it's a 1d12 plus the 1d6, Wrench's Fury. First of all, I'm hitting someone. Wait, I'm curious. Make sure it applies the second time. The first creature you hit on each of your turns with a weapon and tactics would be six. Yep. Okay. So that is a nine plus three is twelve plus a one plus two. A one plus one is two, so that's a fourteen. Sixteen damage. Ooh. Alright, he's down. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, you, you, guys, you guys took out a knight. That's pretty good. <laughs> You know, I never liked him very much. Neither did I. But now this means Bill is mine. He was definitely like the second best Hugh at tops. Third best, really. Oh, who else? Oh, I'm one and two. (laughs) One and two. There actually have been there actually have been other hues in this game that I I named, but I don't know if I even. uh... Oh, the the uh, the Chamberlain in Rome. Also named Hugh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Hugh's abound. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, you move into the final room. Yes? Yes. Keep going? Um, yeah. We move into a room that may or may not be the final well, room. You've been here before, although you kind of <laughs> speed ran past the opening hallways. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're in the, uh, you're in the great hall, uh, where, uh, you see, uh, Berengar, uh, in full armor, uh, packing bags. Berengar, Berengar, we have news of your wife. Oh. And then we're gonna wrestle. Okay, <laughs> that, yes. Great, cool. Okay. What was, look, 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 why don't we just wrestle first? That, that might cut through a lot of this. Yeah. Oh. Wrestle. I... Berengar, Berengar has been wanting to do this for a long time. Why don't you say yes to Berengar and get this over with? 
this will civilize things a lot. The Lord blesses you both. Uh, I don't see the need to fight necessarily. Um, I said, Baron Gar, that's, that's, that, that's not that's that's not a no, Gar. Go get him. <laughs> okay. I put out I put out a, a, a cloth of his wife's. And, <laughs> so like, Queen Anna is dead. Oh no! That's, don't just that's, don't distract my wrestle. That's terrible. I'm I'm so. Uh, that is how did how did this happen? The bishop. Oh, of course. Uh, c- curse, curse him. Curse the bishop. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm taking one foot closer at a time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually you, Berengar. Wait, what? Excuse me. You killed your wife. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, not this one. <laughs> no, you killed her too. I I did not. Uh, but um, the bishop said you did. <laughs> uh, he says lots of things. But sure, look, look, look. You guys are talking a lot when you could be wrestling. <laughs> oh my god, baby! All right, <laughs> Berengar wants only one thing here: yeah. <laughs> to wrestle the for the title of real Berengar. Under my breath, uh, to Louis the Loaded, I, I I say I'm glad we didn't cut off the finger. Wouldn't have been worth it. <laughs> I know that was like it was very tempting, but uh, you know God wanted us to go this way. All right, yeah. so are we rolling for initiative? Is it just going to be Berengar versus Berengar, or one hundred percent Berengar? Oh, I'm rolling initiative. I mean, like I, I'm giving Berengar uh, Bardic Inspiration for sure. But you already got Bardic. You didn't use yours though, right? Yeah, I've still got it. Okay, yeah. All right. um, are, do you want to just do a strength roll or something? <laughs> we are in uncharted territory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a plan for what was going to happen with Berengar, but this is not <laughs> <laughs> the best laid plans. Don't let me fail. ruin it. We can wrestle and then have a plan. I mean, uh, this is close enough. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead. Uh, so let's let's roll for initiative and, uh, and then do a strength check. I guess. Okay, well, my initiative was 19. All right. 21 for Louis. Uh, 13 for, for Berengar. And I think just just the two Berengars are rolling, right? Yeah, yeah. I think four, so. Four for Ludovic. <laughs> Everyone will just be ready for whatever happens yeah. after. <laughs> oh, Ludovic's going to have his javelin ready to shoot. Okay. His, last, his final javelin yeah, okay. to to toss up. So, Ludo, 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 let Berengar have Berengar's Let fun. me have my moment! Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just readying myself. I'm readying in action. The moment Berengar yeah, tries to uh, flee. This is, this is a moment for the chest, Ludovic. So, Berengar, the Emperor, is still kind of going, uh, uh, what? I'm the Emperor. I mean, what's what's happening here? And now it is Berengar, the himbo's turn to choose what they're doing. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna wrestle this. I I've been coming over. All right. So what are you doing? So we we could do opposing strength rolls, or we could do this however you want. Right. Uh, he he's not. Could maybe try and grapple. Yeah. Yeah. How do you roll a grapple? It's a strength check. Oh, okay. It's an athletics check against an athletics or acrobatics check. Oh. Okay. Okay. I like the sound of that. Um. Athletics check. Okay. Okay. I'm going to use my inspiration 
And it's a 1d4, right? Four. Inspiration's a d6, I think. D6? Yes. D6, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Let me, let me double check. It is a d6. Okay, so that was a... Uh, yep, yep. So all told, that's a 19 for wrestling. Okay, so... Wrestling. Um, so Berengar rolled a 10. So, uh... <laughs> now that's some wrestling right there. So are, are you going to roll for damage, or are you just going to try and pin him? No, no! No, no! I'm just going to pin him, and then I'm going to jump up and be like, yeah! Like... <laughs> Not even aware that there's a tense situation happening. Just wanted to wrestle. <laughs> so, and, and, and then Louis, Louis will like look around to like the assembled courtiers uh, here. The there, there is uh, court, there is no one. Courtiers isn't the right. There word. is no one in no this one? room. <laughs> he was running uh, away. <laughs> Louis looks around like expecting there to be an audience, and he's like, "Oh, no, okay." All hail Berengar, <laughs> Emperor no, of the Romans! Alright. And I'm just gonna let him go, because like I'm not I ain't mad at this guy at all. I just want <laughs> Emperor Berengar is um uh, uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, I I don't know what happened out there, but you can have all the fiefs. Just uh, I'm just going to leave for a, a little bit and um uh you Feel free to take advantage of the wet bar, and uh... your crown will look great back in Kiev. Berengar. No, I'm keeping it. I'm the emperor now. Yeah, Ludovic, come on, Duh. follow the follow us, follow the plot, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> Berengar is has left. I want to just shake his head, so he's just running. Okay, do you guys want to catch ready him? to action? Ludovic is absolutely pouring. Uh, uh, Louis is absolutely absolutely pouring a drink for himself. <laughs> I had a ready to action. My, I so did I. The yeah. the, uh, the my plan was that as soon as anyone hit him, he was going to run. <laughs> oh no no! I basically my 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 thing was I I did say the moment he starts fleeing, I'm tossing a javelin at him. <laughs> well, I mean, it probably hits the door on his way out. Yeah. Yeah, he's, okay. he's got more HP than uh, uh, you're able to deal. So true. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's the story, everybody. <laughs> uh, that's the story. The crowning of Emperor Berengar. <laughs> well, I, also Emperor Berengar Pavia <laughs> for three yeah. months uh, until yeah. Berengar the second was overthrown. No, no Ber Berengar the second of Italy happens uh, about a generation after this. I'll give the uh, yeah. the, the historic uh, epilogue is that Berengar fleet fled from Pavia as it was sacked by his own mercenaries. Uh, he headed back to Friuli, which was his base of power, but his own men killed him uh, and turned him over to the new emperor, who was not named Berengar. <laughs> Unfortunate. Berengar, my Berengar never took any power. He just assumed he did. Yeah. He had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> For what it's worth, the new emperor's name was Hugh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> and um... my father will finally be proud of me. <laughs> I'll renounce the uh, the the ways of the the habit. Morosia lasted a good number of years later, ultimately being deposed by her son, but being allowed to continue to live out her life in Rome, which was another five years, and may or may not have been assassinated in prison. Yeah, she was. There's probably yeah. Um, Anna has about one line of historical record, and we don't have any idea what happened to her. <laughs> 
So, so I'm going to assume that she went to like a happy place upstate for Queens. <laughs> she went to the good yeah. place. It's it's a big farm where they can run and play, and you know, Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys want to come up with epilogue with an epilogue for your characters. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By all means. Uh, so Berengar fully believed that he was the emperor, but no one else took him seriously for that time. He he appointed many titles on all of his friends, especially his half-brother, and just like <laughs> partied for a week straight until he got in a wrestling match and hit his head and forgot the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was made the uh the chief uh chief diplomat by Emperor Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems appropriate. Yeah. Hugh, what do you got? Uh Hugh took up um Berengar's offer of getting a fief, uh decided to forsake the ways of the Cluniac monks to have more fun as uh, a, a a lower to mid-tier lord. Um every so often he writes his older brother uh talking about how now they're peers and everything and whatnot. And he finally learns how to use a sword. Nice. Louis the Loaded? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just quickly browsing through Wikipedia here for uh, the proper pope in the Seculum Obscurum to pick here. John the Tenth. Uh, yes. Uh, so, are you sure? John the Tenth seems to postdate. Uh... No, okay, yeah. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we're in the future here, and uh, John the Tenth is being consecrated as Pope uh, by Cardinal Louis, who uh, very solemnly places the papal crown on John the Tenth's head and declares that anyone whatsoever who uh, objects uh, to this is in violation of God's will and looks very satisfied that he is now once and for all settled the dispute over control of the papacy. <laughs> sure. All right, Ludovic. Oh, uh, so one question. What year does this end? This is all in 927. Okay. So um, Ludovic goes back to Kiev and um, he dies in a fatal attempt to take Constantinople with uh, Igor. <laughs> It's how he would have wanted to go out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lambert. All right. So I had to follow Berengar, and since I didn't know Berengar was going to hit his head and forget it all, I ended up scribing all of that nonsense down. So now half of Lambert's uh, book is just garbage that he cannot use <laughs> my brother writes really good fiction now starring me <laughs> half brother no, he oh, forgot that I dude he fixes the bastard kid too <laughs> so david final final plot hole who was your father <laughs> uh honestly i intentionally left that open for ben to use if he wanted <laughs> But it, was, it, it applied to be, like, someone, like, quasi-imperial level. But the thing is, like, at this point in time, everyone's imperial level. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's call it Arnulf, the one who got lice in his eyeball. <laughs> like, honestly, like, 
who can keep track of all the Imperial claimants at this time? And uh, well, you were Louis, so we you're... we could say you were the you know some some relation of Louis the Blind or something. Oh yeah, yeah. that would. Be... <laughs> all right, listeners, you should uh, uh, if you're not already subscribed to uh, Wittenberg Rust Fail, you should subscribe now and support him on Patreon. I appreciate that. One day he'll eventually get to Wittenberg. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The more you and maybe theoretically Westphalia. <laughs> the more you support me, the more likely that is. I will say. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Bree, tell us about your show before we go. Uh, Pontifax is a papal history podcast ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis. In every episode, we go through the life of a single pope. We contextualize them in their historical setting. We talk about their life. And then we rate them on very important categories like how good they were as Pope, how scandalous they were, and what their face looks like. And it's a lot of fun. I realized I should probably have gone in reverse order this time. So I'm just going to skip to Fry. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's my podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse Oh. Ah, uh, yes, the Tsar Power, where we rank the Russian rulers from Rurik to Putin. Uh, basically, this takes place during Igor, who's number three. So, listen to that, and so you can see what's happening in Rus. Mind you, it may split you in half. But, yeah, we, we also rank them off based of how successful they were, you know, how devious they were, how good-looking they are. We basically followed Pontifax. Yeah. There are. Yeah. Aww. Our role model. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. David? Uh, yeah, I cover 19th century French history uh, in between Napoleon and World War One. I'm going in order, so I am uh, currently in the middle of the Bourbon Restoration, which was the period starting in 1814 and ending in a date to be determined. Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a uh, often overlooked, but uh, absolutely fantastically interesting period of French history. Uh, and you should absolutely check it out at uh, thesiecle.com. That's T-H-E-S-I-E-C-L-E.com. And we did a great crossover about a disease. Which you should absolutely not Google, but uh, look up on either of our feeds. Yes. <laughs> Scrofula. Google it. The, all of no. these periods were obsessed with Scrofula. Do not listen to Roberto yes. about Scrofula or anything I, else. I feel like if there was Sesame Street in the Middle Ages, Scrofula would have been one of the Muppets. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Josh? Uh, speaking of overlooked but fascinating periods of French history, <laughs> um, my show... <laughs> uh, Grand Dukes of the West focuses on the Dukes of Burgundy in the 14th and 15th centuries. Um, During this period, Valois Burgundy became uh, quasi-independent. They ruled huge parts of Belgium and the Netherlands, France, some parts of Germany, um, and were on their way to basically breaking away and starting their own kingdom. And then it all fell apart. Um, In my... uh, narrative uh at at the time of recording we just killed off the second duke of burgundy so things are spoilers uh, yeah (laughs) they do die at one point (laughs) what Uh, yeah sorry there's uh not actually a duke of burgundy anymore so i don't know if you even want to listen um just know that 
But uh, yeah, it's a narrative-focused podcast. Um, we're in the midst of the Hundred Years' War. Things are going very poorly for France right now. So uh, tune Good in. Times. Yeah. And we'll doubtless continue to get worse for France. Are, is anyone else going to run this on their feed? Does anyone want to? Yeah, we will. Okay. So I'll just say that I'm uh, Benjamin Jacobs. I'm host of Wittenberg to Westphalia, The Wars of the Reformation, a show that is theoretically about the wars of the Reformation, but I'm, uh, you know, many, many years in, I'm on the 93rd episode and have not gotten to Wittenberg yet. I'm doing the deep background of the of wars of religion in uh, in European history. Right now... Not complex at all. Not complex at all. <laughs> we're, we're about on the year... We're... Um, We've passed the year 1000. We're about to start the investiture controversy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're never going to get to Wittenberg. <laughs> will get to that. There's a couple of key points I want to hit before Wittenberg. Investiture controversy is one of them. But, like, I found that when I, I went, it was like, how am I going to talk about this without talking about everything else? So, anyway, <laughs> these things happen. Sometimes you wake up, you start a podcast, and you end up doing 93 episodes of background. <laughs> Either that or intermediate rack. There's like nowhere in between. <laughs> I may stop with Camel Sherman PT-17, 16 cloudy. I go slow. Compared to modernity, I'm a humming bee. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.